Evening, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to call to your order the October 17, 2023 City Council Special Meeting to order. Can I get a roll call, please? President Laflamme? Here. Roy? Here. Tillotson? Here. Zagorowski? Here. McAuliffe? Here. Brooks? Here. Lopez? Here. Balak here? Krampitz? Here. Cobos? Yeah. Bouchane? Here. Labrie? Here. Vinayak Costello? Here. 11 present. Thank you. Councilor um, Balakir let me know that he's out, he'll be out of, out of the country for this past week, so he will not be here. Participating tonight on Zoom for the special meeting will be Councilor Tillotson, Councilor Brooks, Councilor McAuliffe, Councilor Lopez, and Councilor... Is there anyone else? There's two phone numbers I don't recognize. Is there any other city councilor on Zoom? See none. In compliance with the open meeting law, the city of Chicopee is broadcasting live and for a future broadcast this meeting on Chicopee TV. Is anyone in the audience or on Zoom taping this meeting? Please state your name and reason for doing so. Seeing none, I'd like to introduce the Honorable Mayor View to present the mayor's briefing. Thank you, President Laflamme, esteemed members of the Chicopee City Council, viewing audience. Uh, I have three orders in front of you tonight for your consideration. I'll get right into them. The first order is the mayor's order for the appropriation of $3,231.07 to the following named account, building department salary account for overtime from available funds and the building department special account for emergency demolition slash security. As you can see from the background information, the just uh, for your information as well, the building commissioner, Frank Boron, had asked if he needed to be present. I thought I could explain this to you uh, pretty thoroughly. What's happened is we needed some overtime to clean the brush around the Uniroyal fence line that uh, was done in the, around August in the summer just to make sure that we're able to secure the perimeter fencing and the security system there that's up and operating. So this is to cover that overtime. Yes, President LaFlamme. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think um, I, I also uh, was talking about this. It also has to do with our alarm system for the uh, fencing around that unit uh, that, that interferes with it. So I'm glad that's at the time uh, you got it right on, <clears throat> the city got right on it to protect that property uh, with the cameras and the um, alarm systems that we had there. So the, that needed to be done. So thank you. Thank you. Any other questions or comments about Mayor's Order 1? Thank you for your consideration. Mayor's Order 2 is the sum of $92.90 be hereby appropriated to the following named account. City Hall Maintenance Expense Account for Janitorial Supplies. Set amount is to be taken from the available funds in the Stabilization Fund. As you can see from the background information, our Facilities Director Dave Rice, there was an oversight with a bill, a $92 bill that I believe was for uh, liners, 40 to 45 gallon capacity trash liners and uh, that bill was an oversight, so it belongs in fiscal year 2023 and being paid in the fiscal year 2024. Thank you. And May the last one I Mayor's to order. Mayor's order three. President order, order that the city council accept the donation in the amount of 
$5,170 to the Chicopee Council on Aging for senior meals for the month of September 2023. Said donations are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. This is a monthly thing that we get for the, the meals. Any questions? Meals, Seeing yeah. none, the mayor, do you have any comments? I uh, do. I just wanted to share that our, the Chicopee 2023 Spooktacular is going to be happening on October 26th from 4 to 7 p.m. at the upper fields of Zot Park. It's a safe way for you and family members to trick or treat. And, and I believe we have over 60 vendors and are expecting a very large crowd. So I'm inviting the city council. I'm hopeful to see you at the event. We'll be doing hot dogs will be served from Chicopee Fresh, dance performances, Chicopee TV, Booker, our bookmobile will be there, and also our police and fire departments. And anyone else who's interested in supporting a table, please let, call my office, and we're excited about this venue. It's going to be something special. And lastly, uh, I was asked to bring this forward. It's on your desk. It's Book Talk with author Linda Malconian. This is a fundraiser. It's free to the public, but book sales, all proceeds will go to the Friends of the Chicopee Public Library. The event is being held on November 1st at 6.30. Linda Malconia, the former Massachusetts State Senator for the Greater Springfield Area, will discuss her 2022 book, Lay It on the Table. This book talk and signing covers the early 1970s in Washington and describes how Tip O'Neill became an agent of change in Washington to help end the Vietnam War. So if you're available and would like to come and hear the discussion and purchase a book, we hope to see you at the Chicopee Public Library on November 1st at 6.30. That concludes the briefing. Have a great meeting. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you. I'll take a motion to close the, mayor, the special meeting. Motion to close the mayor's briefing. Motion made and second to close the special meeting for the mayor's briefing. Roll call, please. President Laflamme? Yes. Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Ligorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobos? Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pinac Costello? Yes. Motion passes. <laughs> In a motion back. The City Council will resume its meeting at 7.15 for the City Council's regular meeting. Thank you. She enjoyed it. She had a good yeah. time. So thank you for coming. How are you?
to call to order the October 17, 2023 City Council meeting to order. Please rise for the pledge to the flag. And now a moment of silence for those who protect us home and abroad. Thank you. Participating tonight on Zoom, we have uh, Councilor Brooks, Councilor McAuliffe, and Councilor Tillotson. Is there any city, other city councilor on Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlamme. Here. Roy. Here. Tillotson. Tillotson. His number's right there. Okay. Uh, Zagorowski? Here. McAuliffe? Here. Brooks? Here. Lopez? Here. Valkyrie? No, he's not here. Valkyrie? Krampitz? Here. Dobis? Here. Cushane? Here. Labrie? Here. Pinia Costello? Here. And Tillotson? Here. All right, 12 present. Thank you. Uh, Councilor uh, Balakir uh, notified us that he would not be here. He's out of town. Also here tonight, this evening, we have our liaison for the uh, school department, Sandra Perrette. Thank you for being here this evening. Um, okay, please silence your phone, please, uh, during our meeting tonight. Thank you. In compliance with the open meeting law, the city of Chicopee is broadcasting live and for future broadcasts, this meeting on Chicopee TV. Is anyone else in the audience video or audio taping this meeting, whether it's Zoom or in present, please state your name and reason for doing so. Is there anyone um, we have, I believe just, I see Western Mass News is on. And we, the Republican, there, I can see in there. Uh, can you hear and give us a name uh, for the Western Mass News, please? Okay, she's muted. Okay. Okay, well, okay, now, thank you. It, is, okay. Public input is limited to three minutes or less. Is anyone in the audience here for public input? If so, please come to the mic, state your name and reason for doing so. Anyone for public input? Good evening. Uh, my name is Gary LaPearl. I live at 27 Moore Street. I am uh, speaking to you. Uh, for those of you that were here in 2019, uh, you approved me for the Golf Commission, and I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, my commission is now over uh, as of November 1st, so I had my last meeting uh, last week. But I'm here just to, to bring out to you that I never realized how deep this, this golf course goes throughout the community. Uh, having served there for the, the last five years and the tournaments we have held and the, the people we have impacted is just truly impressive. Uh, I start with the AJGA, which is the American Junior Golf Association. We had kids from all around the world participating in that, in that contest so to try to be the next Tiger Wood or uh, Michelle Wee of, of the world. So very impressive. We've also locally, you know, we, we've, we've uh, had the Sunshine, Sunshine Village, uh, Chicopee Chamber of Commerce, 
Boys Club and Girls Club, Lorraine Soup Kitchen, the Wilbraham Police Department, hold their fundraisers at the club. So it's been very, it, it, it just doesn't reach the, you know, by the way, we have over 36,000 rounds of golf played every year, and we've been generating a lot of uh, revenue, as uh, Sharon could, would attest, uh, over the last several years. And, and also during the COVID uh, crisis, uh, golf was one of the only things you could do. So we had a lot of people out golfing, getting exercise because you couldn't go anyplace else. So a lot of good things that I've experienced and I truly am, am, am grateful for that. However, we can't rest on our laurels. Um, I've got an article here um, with several quotes and I won't take my time to, to, to read them, but it was from the city of Springfield. They have two, two municipal golf courses. Franconia and uh, veterans. They invested over a million dollars uh, a year and a half ago to upgrade all their traps because of, of the poor condition they were in. And when you go to a golf course like Chicopee, there's a lot of satisfiers. We have a wonderful layout, a great uh, uh, director of golf, our, our superintendent does a great job as well, but we have some dissatisfiers which can turn people off. And those dissatisfiers, kind of in the order of importance of, that the commission has thought of, is the 12th green over the, the you know, this, the, the course is 60 years old almost. You know, as we all age, things start to sag. And, and the 12th green has sagged. It literally has dropped three to four feet in some places. You can be on the green in one and off the green in two after a putt. But, so the 12th green needs to be redone. The bunkers are not, uh, were not built the way they should be built to sustain uh, the, the weather that we have here in New England with frost heaves, rocks come up, all of a sudden you hit the ball and there's a rock underneath your ball. And the cart paths, the cart paths have taken you know, a beating over the years as trees have grown, you know, the limbs start to go up and the, you get all these uh, roots uh, sticking out and we have brand new carts and we don't want them to be damaged for you know, going over all these uh, 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 rises in the, in the cart path. So what I'm saying is that you're probably going to have some uh, requests from the Golf Commission to, to, to do some expenditures to improve these things, and I wholeheartedly endorse that you consider these things uh, um, as much as you can because it's, it's, it's a great venue, and I've been proud to serve uh, on the Commission. Thank, thank you. you. Just in case you leave, we, we as a City Council want to thank you for your, you serving on the Commission for the Golf. Thank you very much on behalf of the City Council. Thank you. Just in case you leave us. Anyone else for public input? Uh, Lisa Bienvenue, 34 Everett Street. Um, I think it was interesting uh, listening about the golf course, and I and I do think that's a wonderful, positive thing in Chicopee. Um, I do think it's interesting about the money because I will be paying attention to how quickly this council reacts to spending money on the golf course. Um, because I know there's quite a few golfers who use go to the Chicopee Country Club. Not everybody, but I know there's quite a few on this on this council. But I am going to pay attention to that at how quickly this council reacts to the need for money to improve the golf course, and compare it to how quickly this council and the city reacted to improving the streets of the city uh, in light of the pedestrian fatalities we've had in the past year. 
because I do think that the Chicopee Golf Course is, a, is an important thing to do and to keep it up. But I think our city streets and spending the money on pedestrian safety um, is paramount, is more important. Um, and, and it's interesting because I know um, Chicopee is safe as a, as a sound bite has been being said a lot lately. And I mean, I like Chickabee. I live here. I've lived here my whole life. I, I enjoy doing it. But I, but I think, you know, what are we basing that comment on? Because if we're basing it on pedestrian safety, it hasn't been that safe um, recently. If we look at uh, shootings, in the, even in the past five to six months, if you do a Google search of what's happened in the city, there have been quite a few. The Chicopee police have been wonderful and in fact apprehended somebody today that I believe it was a robbery, I think it was at a gas station and they caught him right away, which is great, but the crime still occurred. So the Chicopee police were reactive, responsive, great, but the crime still occurred. That's not safety. You know, uh, it, you, we have to frame it in, you know, what's that benchmark that we're saying we feel good about this? You know, if we want to compare it to what's occurring on the news in Israel and the Gaza Strip, yes, man, we're incredibly safe here. That's not what I'm comparing it to. I, so I, I will pay attention to how that money's spent. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else for public input? Hi, thank you. Mary Beth Costello, um, Ward 966 Foss Avenue. I just want to give uh, a big thank you to Derek Dobas um, because he brought up an issue which is very important to a lot of residents, and that's in regards to our drive-throughs. Our drive-throughs in some instances are just too close to the houses of the residents, and the residents feel that the drive-throughs are now coming into their bedroom because it's that close. So we're looking at down the road, should the drive-throughs be, in be increased from 25 feet to 50 feet, and should it be a special permit? What we did learn at our last meeting is that some cities do have special permits for drive-throughs, and I believe one city was Westfield. So we have to start looking at how can we improve the quality of life for residents, especially in regards to working with business. We want to increase business, we want to increase our taxes, we all want to do that. But at the other hand, we have to do that with the resident in mind and making sure that their quality of life is not going to be negatively impacted because a drive-through is too close. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else for public input? Hi, I'm Diane Martin, 851 Prospect Street. Just when we thought we had a reprieve from this, thanks to the zoning board and the counselors, it's back. We knew that they were gonna put a business 
they may put a business in the business area, but we didn't think it was going to be the Starbucks that we all voted against, or you all voted against. We didn't think it was going to be that congested into the business area where it's so dangerous to come out. It's going to use the same CVS, how you come into CVS, how you exit. And when you exit CVS, you have to go around to the rotary and getting out there, it's going to be an awful mess. So I just want to bring that up. I think we've been undermined, I really do. So I am asking to have a moratorium for no further business, commercial or industri industrial development to occur on James Street from the intersection of James Street and Memorial Drive to the beginning of Cyrex Street for a period of one year. Also, I would at, like to ask the mayor to make sure an updated traffic study is done in that area before this would go in to protect the safety of our neighborhood and even people driving on Memorial Drive. James Street is too busy. We still are gonna have the quality of air, all the other health issues for babies and elderly. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else for public input? My name is Tammy Martin Griffin, 84 Dorothy Avenue. My mom is um, Diane Martin of 851 Prospect Street. Frankly, this is um, actually kind of sad. Um, We've put our lives on hold. Um, the residents in our neighborhood, we were probably being laughed at at the last meeting as we fought and got actually very excited at having a two-year break while there was um, obviously a plan in place behind the scenes to make sure that for some strange reason that this Starbucks is allowed to um, be put in. It's beyond my imagination that anybody could travel Memorial Drive, um, or especially this section of Chicopee, and feel that this is a, a good idea. I, I can't wrap my head around that. Um, we've been insulted, we've been talked down to for trying to um, ask questions from the planning department, um, and, and now we're angry, rightly angry. Um, we don't want to be here, we would rather not, we're not in politics, because we don't want to be in politics. One thing that is important to mention tonight is that I came across a report um, put out by UMass, something called House Hills Planner. Um, they studied the Memorial Drive corridor in its entirety for 13 weeks. This was, I guess, the closest I can find to a traffic study, a very intensive traffic study, to which our city officials, specifically the planning department, were very, very involved in, as were some council members. So, so everybody that was involved that's sitting here or on Zoom knows exactly what I'm talking about. This was asked by the city. This, the city asked this company to do this. 
and they found that seven of the intersections on Memorial Drive, including the rotary where the Starbucks is going, were named within the top 100 crash and most dangerous intersections in Massachusetts. Seven of the 100 on Memorial Drive. We are developing these areas too fast. Um, specifically, they also mentioned the house, um, the property at 523 James Street, and they recommended actually changing it from a one resident house to a multi-residential in an attempt to kind of have a more gradual zoning instead of this abrupt, and they used that word throughout the entire report. They said it's very poorly planned. They gave a lot of recommendations. I will provide anybody in Chicopee that would like to find this report and read it I read it in its entirety today, and I'm actually shocked. Thank you. I will provide Thank you. it. You're welcome. Thank you. Your time is up. Anyone else for public input? Is there anyone else for public input? No. Hi, Sue Nimchik, uh, James Street, Chickabee. For the past two years, I've been coming because of the intensity of traffic on James Street. And little did I realize I'd be viewing something that was evolving before my eyes. And I, I began to pay attention because it looked and felt so familiar back almost a decade ago. And sure enough, what I began to understand, especially the past few months, especially the past zoning and council meeting, that Chicopee is at a crossroad crisis. Harsh words, reality is reality, okay? And the abutters that have been speaking and have been speaking for some time were right and are absolutely right. And on October 3rd, I did automatically, as if I was playing sports in high school like I used to, a single finger protest. And it went up automatically because what I was hearing and seeing, if you see something, hear something, and know something, we are to stand up, speak out, and step two. And what I saw was a pattern. Blatant, deliberate, concerted effort, you know, coordinated, and it appeared also at the zoning committee. But I also saw positiveness, too. Gary Labrie, Mr. Balaclear, listening for the facts, representing the truth, and voting to represent. My applause. I saw also someone in action, Ms. Lopez, counselor, perhaps soon to be mayor, who stood up and protected our rights. When I say rights, I mean the very fundamental rights when a particular petition was going to be dissuaded, just not even counted. And she took that and understood the importance of it for every single citizen, business person, or whatever. It's a document. It's by law. It's fundamental, issued on time, delivered on time. And she read it into the minutes as part of the document fundamental to everything we stand for, meaning we, Chicopee, as a whole, as a part, as an individual. Accolades of applause, young lady, because I'll tell you, that's really, really vital 
and important that we protect those fundamentals for every single member here as well. Good gosh, three minutes? Three-minute egg is not enough time to get across what's necessary. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm impressed that you have the leadership. You've been gaveled down. Other individuals have tried to silence you, and you keep questioning for the truth. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Ms. Nipchuk. Anyone else for public input from the floor? Is there anyone else for public input from the floor? Is there anyone on Zoom for public input? Is there anyone else on Zoom for public input? Seeing none. Regular order of business. Motion made and second that we return to the regular order of business and close public input. Roll call, please. President LaFlamme. Yes. Roy. Yes. Tillotson. Yes. Gorowski. Yes. Olaf. Yes. Brooks. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Krampitz. Yes. Dobas. Yes. Cushane. Yes. Labrie. Yes. Finiac Costello. Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. Uh, clerk, do we have any communications? No communications. Do we have any minutes? No minutes. And no minutes. Okay. We will move into mayor's orders. Order that the, order that the sum of $3,231.07 being hereby appropriate to the following named account, building department, salary account for overtime. Set amounts be taken from the available funds in the budget department social special account for emergency demolition security. Contra Dobas. Motion the mayor's order is received and passed to all stages on the written recommendation of the mayor. Motion made and second that the motion be received and passed to all stages on the written recommendation of the mayor. On the motion. On the motion, Mr. President, this uh, appropriation was requested by our building commissioner, Frank Boron. Uh, according to uh, this memo re uh, received, uh, it's for uh, overtime for uh, cutting uh, and cleaning up some, uh, some brush at the Unaroyal properties in order for a wire and camera system to be installed. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? McAuliffe? Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Valkyr? Sorry, Krampitz? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. 11 yes, one out of chair. And the motion passes. 12 yes. And the motion passes. Or that the sum of $92.90 being hereby appropriate to the following named account, City Hall Maintenance Account for Janitor Supplies. Said amounts be taken from the available funds in the Stabilization Fund. Contra McAuliffe. Motion that the mayor's order be received and passed through all stages on his written recommendation. Motion made and second that the, the, the mayor's order be received and passed through all stages on the written recommendation of the mayor. On the motion, please. Self-explanatory prior year bill that needs to be paid. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. Order that the City Council accept the donations in the amount of $5,170 to the Chigabee Council on Aging for senior meals for the month of September 2023. Said donations are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law Chapter 44, Section 53A. Mr. Costello. Thank you. Motion that the Mayor's order be received and passed through all stages on the written recommendation of the Mayor. 
Motion made and seconded to, to receive the order and, uh, that the mayor submitted on the motion. Yes, this is in regards to $5,170 from to the Chickabee Council on Aging for senior meals for the month of September 2023. Any other comments from the floor on Zoom? Please call the roll. President Laflamme? Abstain. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pinia Costello? Yes. Eleven yes, one abstention. And motion. the motion passes. We have a favorable report from the Public Works Committee. Be it ordered that the Public Works Committee meet to discuss the purchase of an overheight warning system for the Prospect Street train trestle. Councilor Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file tonight. Motion made and second that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On the motion. Uh, yes, this was uh, discussed uh, at our Public Works Committee, but it also had been previously discussed uh, in the uh, Finance Committee, and I will uh, defer to the maker of the motion, uh, Councillor Corshane. Councillor Cushane. Yep, I just want to give my thanks to the engineering and uh, Elizabeth Batista and the DPW uh, for their support in this. Um, after hearing Councillor Tillotson's uh, comments about hoping this would get done before he retires, I hope the mayor takes heed to that. Um, I don't think we can act upon this quick enough um, because of the time it will take to install it and whatnot. Um, and I think after all his years of services, this is the one thing he wants to see before he leaves. We think, I think we owe it to him to do this. Um, it's good for everybody and why not get it done sooner than later. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlam? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Browski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. Yes. And a motion passes. A favorable report from the Public Works Committee. Be it ordered that the Public Works Committee meet to discuss the status of sidewalk installation on Pendleton Avenue between Prospect and Simard. Councilor Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be placed on file tonight. Motion made and second that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On the motion. Uh, yes, this uh, work has uh, not been done. Uh, engineering said it might be done in uh, 2026. And I will defer to the maker of the motion, Councilor Corshane. Councilor Costello. Do you have any? Oh. You all set? Corshane. Oh, Corshane. Corshane, I apologize. Sorry. So no this was actually in regards to a grant that was supposed to be done many, many years ago, but that grant is actually going to be used elsewhere in the city, and this project won't be getting done. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlam? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pinac Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. A favorable report from the Public Works Committee be it ordered that the Public Works Committee meet to discuss the status of reconfiguring the bridge height truck signs, bridge height truck signs the, on the approach to Prospect train trestle. Councilor Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. Motion made and second that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On the motion. Uh, yes, engineering uh, stated at the uh, meeting that they are uh, working on this, and I will defer to Councilor Corshane. Councilor Corshane. Yep, I'm told it's in the works. I just hope it is. It's been quite a while. Yep, so uh, hopefully we'll see something change soon. Thank you. 
Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampich? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Finiac Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. We have a favorable report from the Public Works Committee. Be it ordered that the Public Works Committee meet to discuss possible installation of additional dynamic speed signs on Chickabee Street south of the Y. Concert Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. Motion made and second that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On a motion. Uh, yes, uh, again, had a discussion with engineering and they uh, had suggested to send uh, DPW and engineering preferred locations uh, in that uh, area of the Y and I will defer to Councilors uh, Corshane and Councilor Lopez. Councilor Cushane. Yes, so they're looking into it. I've submitted a couple locations. The electrician's going to be out there, and hopefully we'll see something sooner than later. Councilor Lopez. Thank you. I'm happy to join Councilor Cushane on this motion um, and in our fight to make sure that Chicopee Street, which is a street that we share pretty much half and half, uh, is a safe street. We hear from residents that they want to feel safe in their neighborhoods and on our streets, and we know that Chicopee Street is pretty unsafe. Uh, we ha we're also tonight talking about having a 25 miles per hour across the entire street because there's some discrepancies about the speed limit. We've asked for flashing beacons. We're asking for uh, some kind of speed tables or speed bumps. Councilor Gwishin and I have been trying to do our best to make sure we do anything possible uh, to maintain the safety of our neighborhood, to actually make it safe. We can't even say maintain because it's clearly not safe since we're topping the charts in pedestrian fatalities, which is not something we want to be topping the charts in. So I'm happy to support this. I hope that these signs go up as soon as possible, that they don't take months and months the same way the flashing beacons did. Um, I'm hoping that we're able to, you know, get the ball rolling here because, you know, time is not waiting for people passing away on our streets. Time is not waiting for all these fatalities yet somehow we keep waiting for things to happen and we we ask for things and they're not done so I do hope to see these soon um, and I trust that Councilor Gushin and I will continue to fight that fight uh, while I'm on the council and beyond thank you thank you any other comments from the floor any comments from zoom any comments from zoom seeing none roll call President Laflamme yes Roy yes Tillotson yes Browski yes McAuliffe yes Brooks Yes. 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 And a motion passes. Have a favorable report from the Public Works Committee. Be it ordered that the Public Works Committee meet to discuss the status of additional speed limit signs on Chicopee Street per the previously filed order. <coughs> Councilor Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. Motion made in second that the, the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On the motion. Yeah, this order is uh, similar to the previous order, uh, and engineering is going to investigate this, and I will defer. Councilor Cushane. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, through my attempt to get the disparity of north and southbound having two different speed limits on the two-mile stretch of Chigabee Street, um, it was discovered by the DPW, uh, most likely uh, our superintendent, Elizabeth Zista, that we actually have uh, signs on there that are actually not the speed limit. Uh, so the state has provided her with a layout of the actual speed and speed limits and the, where the location of the sign should be. So um, that's part of my next order or the order coming up about reducing the speed. Uh, so this is kind of a wash at this point. Uh, that won't be happening until we figure out what's going on. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? 
Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Obis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pinia Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. I have a favorable report from the Public Works Committee. Be it ordered that the Public Works Committee meet to discuss the use of in-road <coughs> crosswalk signs with Beacon where additional crosswalk safety improvements are not being made. Councilor Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. Motion made and second that the favorable Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On the motion. Uh, yes, at the, at the meeting, uh, DPW was going to uh, do a trial on Chicopee Street to see how well uh, they work. And I will defer to Council. Councilor Cushane. Yep, the uh, sign is installed and it doesn't have a beacon, but it's something that we had stock. So I will take what I can get until I can get for more. <laughs> Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Oh, Mr. President. Oh, Councilor Dobas, I'm sorry. Thank you. Just really quick, I'll save my comments. I know there's an order at the end of the agenda of, on, uh, on safe streets, but I just want to thank Councilor uh, Corshane and Councilor Lopez um, for, for filing, you know, uh, clearly several orders over, uh, the, the, over the course of the entire year, uh, excuse me, to make that area safer, uh, especially uh, following all these pedestrian accidents and, and, and traffic accidents. So thank you for your work on this issue. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pinyak Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. A favorable report from the Public Works Committee be it ordered that the DPW install rumble strips on Irene Street at the intersection of Ingham Street. Concert Krampitz. Motion that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. Motion made and second that the Public Works Committee report be received and placed on file. On the motion. Uh, yeah, and uh, they had concerns about uh, freezing ice if the rumble strips were put there. So engineering and DPW are to put in a flashing stop sign uh, to see how well that works. And I will defer Councilor to Councilor Cushane. Yep, uh, the rumble strips was actually an idea from one of the residents that lives there um, who sees the people flying through the stop sign. So I appreciate the engineering coming up with an alternative. Um, I hope it's installed quickly. Uh, people have to remember too that although we have a lot of incidents on Chigabee Street, Irene Street is very much a race track, uh, race track and uh, you know we can't forget about all the other streets in the city that have problems like Chigabee Street does. Just because there's not a bunch of crash data to support it, I'd rather do something now than have regretting not done it sooner and having something happen. Even on Chigby Street, it was 2016, I think, I installed all the crosswalk signs for the crosswalks. It, clearly, it helped for a little while, but not long enough. Um, but we, it's much better to be proactive than reactive, and a lot of times in government and business, we're more reactive. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. 12, yes. <clears throat> and a motion passes. A favorable report from the Ordinance Committee. Be it ordained by the City Council that the Code of the City of Chicopee for the year 1991 is amended, being hereby further amended as follows. Delete Chapter 200-5, Dumpsters. Council Labrie. 
Motion that the report be received, take its second and final reading, and be enrolled and ordained. Motion made and seconded that the, motion, the Ordinance Committee report be received, take its second and final reading, and be enrolled and ordained. On the motion. On the motion, uh, we uh, deleted uh, the uh, current city ordinance, and we're picking up the uh, MGL Chapter 111, Section 31A, which supersedes the city ordinance. And uh, I think Councillor uh, uh, Krampus wants to say something on this. Councillor Krampus. Uh, yes, I was unable to attend the uh, ordinance committee meeting because I was out of town. Um, I will not be voting in, in favor of this, uh, but I understand why it wants to, uh, to be removed. Um, right now, yes, the uh, Mass General Law does supersede the uh, City of Chicopee Ordinance, uh, this, but Mass General Law also kind of gives an opening uh, for cities and towns to uh, have restrictions for residential areas. So uh, basically what I will do is I will work with our uh, attorney and, and craft uh, an ordinance that takes advantage of uh, that um, uh, deference for residential uh, areas to have an ordinance or, or further restrictions. Uh, in many cases, you know, dumpsters are on commercial property, so they're covered by the Mass State Law. But recently I came across an issue that was actually at an apartment complex in a residential area where they were picking up the dumpster at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and the city, uh, the police department was actually able to enforce this uh, because of the, uh, the ordinance that we had on, on file. So. Um, I will be working with our attorney to, to uh, craft something that specifically deals with uh, residential uh, areas, uh, and we'll go from there. Thank you. Constable Shane. So, yeah, was, <clears throat> I've actually used this ordinance uh, two or three times in responses to C-Click Fix uh, submissions that not necessarily were in my ward, but aware of the ordinance dealing with the uh, vendors of these dumpster companies or trash removal companies. And it's only because of this ordinance that I was able to get those activities stopped. Again, dumpsters being picked up at 2, 3 in the morning when maybe on a commercial property, but there's residents behind those properties. So I'd hate to see a tool that's been useful go away. I um, hope Councilor Krampus will be able to draft something that will help us when we have these needs. Thank you. Councilor Roy. Yeah, I was wondering if our, our lawyer could weigh in on this. I'm a little confused about this. Uh, does, do we still have the ordinance as far as the uh, uh, drop-off and pick-up between 10 and 7 for residential areas? Is that still part of the ordinance? Atten attention, Riley. So um, the statute says that you can't, um, let's see. No rules or regulations shall restrict the hours of day when garbage or et cetera, offensive substances may be collected in areas zoned for business, commercial, industrial use. So those are the only three areas that you cannot regulate when trash can be picked up or dumpsters can be picked up. So you can, my reading is that you can re regulate in others, other zones, other zoning areas of the city. So what are we, what are we denying this tonight? Your, so your vote is to delete chapter 200-5 dumpsters, which says that, which is the language in front of you. So that's any dumpster that's within a thousand feet of a residential zone shall be prohibited. So if you've got a business or commercial or industrial zone that's within a thousand feet of a, of a 
residential zone, your ordinance says that, the city ordinance says that you can regulate the time, but the statute says you can't. It can only be done, in other words, you could be, I, I haven't, I couldn't tell you where the zones are in the city, but you've got residential zones. Uh, let me just read this again. Yeah, I'm sure if you have a business zone or a commercial zone or a industrial zone within a thousand feet of a residential zone, this ordinance requires, regulates the time you can pick it up. Right, the time is not in there. I mean, the time is between 10 and 7 a.m. Why are we changing it? I'm, like, I'm still confused here. Because a thousand feet of any residential zone might include a business, commercial, or industrial zone. This is for residential, period, right? Well, this, this says within a thousand feet of any residential. Mm -hmm. So if you think of a residential zone, if, if you, you cut out a residential zone, a business, commercial, industrial zone might be within that thousand feet of the residential zone. You might want to change the, the wording to say you can regulate it within, an industrial, within a residential zone as opposed to a thousand feet of a residential zone. So you're going to rewrite write this whole thing? No. Gonna, as best we can with the restriction from the state. Uh, and he'll present it to the ordinance committee. All right, thank you. Okay, Councilor um, Costello. I'm very glad that we're addressing this issue because I've gotten calls where dumpsters have been emptied at 2.30 in the morning. And that's a real problem for the residents, especially if they have children. I'm glad that Councilor Roy has uh, asked some pertinent questions in regards to what could be a confusing issue. Hmm. So um, I'm happy that you did that, Thank Councilor Roy. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else from the floor? Councilor Lopez. Thank you. Could I just have uh, the city attorney read the ordinance, uh, the MGL chapter 111, section 31A into the record, please? Councilor Riley. The entire statute? Yeah, I want to understand what parts of this actually apply, because as I read it myself, I, I don't understand why we're not able to still, as long as we're not in violation, we can have something that's more restrictive than mass general laws, that we're allowed to have ordinances that are more restrictive. So if you could just read it, I want to understand, please. Okay, no person shall remove or transport garbage, offal, or other offensive substances through the streets of any city or town without first obtaining a permit from the Board of Health of such city or town, provided, however, and this is the important part, that no rules or regulations shall restrict the hours of the day when garbage, offal, or other offensive substances may be collected in areas zoned for business, commercial, or industrial use. I believe that's the only part that, that's relevant to your question. I can read the rest, but I, I've read this several times. But Currently, do, does anyone that transports garbage, do they have to go through a permitting process with the city? Uh, I don't know what that process would be. I couldn't tell you. We could do some research and get back to you. Yeah, because it says that you are not supposed to without first obtaining a permit from the Board of Health of such city or town. Well, I think that what the statute says is you, you need to get a permit. However, you can't regulate pickups in business, commercial, industrial zones. So he, um, Council Lopez, he could add that. I'm, I know we're, I'm understanding what you're saying. He, maybe we should put that as one of the questions on when he works with that about getting the permits maybe as the, required. Maybe, Mr. Chairman, Mr. President, maybe the, maybe the committee could pick zones where you could just say any zone other than a business, commercial, industrial zone, and then regulate the hours. Yeah. That's my reading of it. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't love this. Like, I think it's important for us to be able to protect um, the quality of life of residents. And if you have a, a big dumpster being emptied at 2 a.m. within a certain number of feet from your house, that's that's not quality of life. You know, you're going to be woken up by that. Um, so I don't love this. I understand that MJL says that we can't have any rules or regulations restricting the hours of day when um, it's picked up, but there is no... It says, shall not restrict the hours of the day when the garbage is picked up. However, there's nothing to say that we can't restrict the days in which it's picked up. Um, so if we really want to do something, we could restrict the days in which commercial properties can empty their, their trash cans, um, especially if we want to make, make sure that they don't do it midweek while people are trying to go to work. I mean, there's, there's a loophole here. <laughs> so if you want to investigate that, I, I will also vote to not do this tonight. I think that it's important for us to look into it a little bit more and figure out how much we actually can restrict because I think it's important to restrict. I agree with Councilor Krampitz. Um, and I would love to see if other cities and towns have tried to push forward ordinances and how that, how that has uh, panned out for them. Um, so I would love some research on that, Attorney Riley, if possible. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. Councilor Cushing, second time. Maybe I would suggest that we reach out to our state delegation to have the state law changed because um, they really shouldn't be restricting us against our quality of life, like Council Lopez said, um, which is the reason why I got involved with those ones out of my area, just because I was able to, and I'm fine to help out. I'm happy to help out, but it's like, you know, why would the state hold our entire hands on the ability to take care of our residents. That makes no sense. They're looking out for big business at, at this point is what they're doing because these guys would probably be rather driving the trucks at 2 a.m. than at 8 a.m. with all the traffic out there. But that's the problem of the business and the business they are in. It's not our problem to wake up our residents for their satisfaction. Thank you. Any comments from Zoom? <coughs> Any comments from Zoom? Councilor Labrie. Uh, I'd like to make a motion to amend uh, my former motion. Motion made and second to amend the motion Previous to... Motion. To what? To what? You got to tell us what? Oh, uh, yeah. Make a motion to send it uh, back to the Ordinance Committee. Mo motion no? made and second to send it back to the Ordinance Committee for a public hearing. Yeah, we'll take it up in committee. On your motion? Take it up in committee. Take it up in committee. Any comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Roll call. President LaFlamme. Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson. <coughs> Tillotson. Yes. Degrowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Lobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Penny yes. Costello? Yes. 12, yes. And a motion passes. <laughs> we have a favorable report from the Ordinance Committee to ask Mr. the President. following in schedule. Manning Street, isolated. Mr. President, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Is there another motion <laughs> still on the on the table for yes. that? Was there a motion, an original motion, which yeah, we were discussing? No, he amended. He just amended motion. it to send it back. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Continue. I finished. I'm sorry. <coughs> on. Uh, Labrie. Uh, motion that the ordinance committee report be received, uh, take its second and final reading, and be enrolled and ordained. Motion made and second that the ordinance committee report be received, take its second and final reading and be enrolled in ordained. On the motion, please. On the motion, I'll yield to um, Councillor uh, Costello. Councillor Costello. Thank you, Councillor Labrie. Yes, this was uh, discussed in the ordinance committee in regards to a 
uh, stop sign at the intersection of Manning Street and Dorothy Avenue. Um, I have spoken to several residents in that area and they are in favor of this. Um, so I'm happy that the Ordinance Committee is making the favorable recommendation. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFleur. Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Dorowski? Yes. McCullough? Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Bree? Yes. Vinian Costello? Yes. 11 yes, one out of chair. And the motion We have a favorable report from motion the Ordinance passes. Committee to add to the following in schedule. Parking prohibited here to corner Rivers Avenue. Councilor Labrie. Motion that the Ordinance Committee report be received, take its second and final reading, and be enrolled and ordained. Motion made and second the Ordinance Committee report be received, sent, take its second and final reading, and be enrolled and ordained. On the motion, please. I'll defer to Councilor Corshane. Councilor Cushane. This was submitted on behalf of the engineering, on behalf of the fire department. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlan? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Gorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. A favorable report from the Ordinance Committee to add to the following in schedule. Isolated stop sign, LaBelle Drive. Council Labrie. Motion that the Ordinance Committee report be received, take its second and final reading, and be enrolled and ordained. Motion made and second the Ordinance Committee report be received, take its second and final reading, and be on the motion. On the motion, I will defer to Councillor Dobas. Councillor Dobas. Um, yeah, I filed this uh, originally uh, just based on the engineer's recommendation. Um, he was working with a group of residents uh, in LaBelle Circle, and uh, he asked me to file it. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlam? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Vinia Costello? Yes. OBS? And a motion passes. A favorable report from the Ordinance Committee be, uh, with a motion to postpone. Be it ordered that the DPW install two, install a no truck sign for Ludlow Road and be referred to the Ordinance Committee for a public hearing. Councilor Cushane, uh, Councilor Labrie, I'm sorry. Yeah, motion to uh, receive the Ordinance Committee report uh, and postpone it to the call of the chair. Motion made and seconded to receive the Ordinance Committee report and postpone to the call of the chair. On the motion. On the motion, I'll defer this to Councillor Costello. Councillor Costello. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping that the call of the chair can become quickly, sooner than later. Um, I spoke with Councillor Zigorowski, and I appreciate the fact that Councillor Zigorowski went out to see this street and that 18 wheelers that go on there. Um, can be difficult because it is a narrow street and it is a dead-end street. <coughs> so I'm hoping that we can get to this uh, before the end of the year. Um, this is something that should be looked at sooner than later. Uh, engineering is to review. Uh, engineering is also to look at it. We're going to review with the residents and concerns. I've discussed with several residents. So did, so did Councillor Zigorowski. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for taking the time and getting that input. That's vital. But this is a narrow street. There's an 18-wheeler. 
Thank and you. it's got to, we've got to address it sooner than later. We've got to get something from the engineer in regard what direction that we take. And Councillor Zigorowski wisely said to me, something has to be done here. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Uh, any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflam? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Borowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dovis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Benantistella? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. With a favorable report with a motion to postpone from the Ordinance Committee, be it ordered that the installation of a drive through be sent to the Ordinance Committee for public hearing. Council Labrie. A motion to receive the uh, Ordinance Committee report and postpone to the call of the chair. Motion made second to receive the Ordinance Committee report and postpone to the call of the chair. On the motion, please. I'll defer this to- Councilor Costello. Councilor Dobez or Costello. Well, well, either one. Um, Not fight over. Sure, uh, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I wanna thank Councilor Costello for co-sponsoring this order. Uh, I know I made this pitch a couple of times, but um, the issue uh, drive-throughs seems to be a repeating issue uh, in certain parts of the city. Um, you know, the drive-throughs that are done really well, like uh, Chick-fil-A, and there's drive-throughs that were done really poor, and the example I've been giving was the uh, now-closed uh, Dairy Queen. Uh, the reason we filed this was for a discussion, uh, and there, were, there are several local uh, cities and towns that actually have a special permit process for drive-throughs. Uh, I don't have the exact list in front of me. I know uh, Councilor Costello mentioned Westfield was one of them. Um, I know that there was a number of them given to us in, in committee. Uh, I'm still doing some research on that. Uh, I don't know if anything's going to happen while I'm on the board, but I just encourage the City Council to continue to look into that. Um, there, there's nothing wrong with a special permitting process, right? It's not anti-business. It just gives the City Council more of a say. It gives the residents more of a say. Uh, in, in specific developments. Uh, and you just want to make sure that, um, you know, a drive-through is safe. Uh, and, uh, you know, when a traffic backed up all the way down a side street or that, um, you know, we don't have an unsafe issue in a main road like James Street. Uh, and so uh, I just think it's something that should be looked into. Um, you know, I understand the way that zoning laws are set up in the city, but I think that it's, it's time for some, for some change to some of the zoning laws. And I think drive-throughs would be a really good place to start. Uh, because other communities uh, handle this a lot differently than Chicopee. And so that's, uh, that's my recommendation. Thank you, Councillor Costello, for uh, co-sponsoring this. Councillor Costello. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Dobos, for uh, your assistance and your research. There's no question that drive-throughs are a problem in some areas of the city, and we can't neglect it. Uh, Dairy Queen was a good example. There were certain times when the drive-through was so backed up it went through Memorial Drive, and sometimes down Ketty Boulevard. That's not acceptable. It's unacceptable. And on James Street, in regards to the Starbuck issue, uh, the drive-through was uh, a conversation that was made by the residents many times. Some areas don't have problems with the drive-through, some areas do. Fairview does, because a lot of those homes are near the drive-through. And I agree with Councillor Dobos that we should look at the possibility of making it a special permit process so that we can have the kind of dialogue and enforcement that we need in regards to drive-throughs. Because drive-throughs can be dangerous and it can compromise the quality of life for the residents. So I'm hoping that sooner than later, it goes back into the Ordinance Committee for a further discussion. 
We've just begun the conversation on the drive-through. Just begun it, but it's long overdue. I go out to the residence on Jacob Street and I can hear that drive-through from McDonald's. It's not right, and we have to do something about it. So uh, thank you again, Councillor Dobas, and like the residents told me, you can't have drive-throughs in your bedrooms. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McCullough? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Grampets? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Finia Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. Be it ordered that the home occupation license ordinance be reviewed by the license committee. Council Labrie. Motion that the order be received and sent to the license committee to review. Motion made and second that the home occupancy uh, ordinance be received and sent to the license committee for review. On the motion. On the motion, I'll defer to Councillor Brooks. Councillor Brooks. Yeah, this is the new uh, responsibility we've been tasked with, so we'll review it and we'll take it up with the committee. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Finia Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. Be it ordered that the Massachusetts Paint Stewardship Advocacy Group be allowed to make a presentation to the Communications Committee regarding paint stewardship legislation. Councilor Labrie? Motion that the order be received and sent to the Communication Committee for a presentation and public hearing. Motion made and second that the order be received and sent to the Communications for a public hearing. On the motion. On the motion, uh, we'll take it up in committee. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McCullough? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Dan Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. You had ordered that a granted withdrawal for a zone change wait two years to reapply. This should be referred to the <laughs> Ordinance Committee for a public hearing. Councilor Costello? Yes. Um, motion that a granted withdrawal for a zone change. Wait two years to reapply. This should be referred to the Ordinance Committee for a public hearing. <laughs> motion made and seconded. The order be received and sent to the Ordinance, Ordinance Committee, Committee for a public hearing. On the motion. Yes. Um, we should take this up in committee and Thank discuss you. this further. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Uh, yes. Councilor Brooks. Yeah, I mean, we might as well just write this order to remove the leave to withdrawal provision altogether because what's the functionality of the leave to withdraw provision if you're going to be granted a leave to withdraw and then you still have to wait the two-year moratorium? So why even have that provision included in um, our uh, ordinances if it's basically not worth the piece of paper it's written on? You might as well just eliminate the provision altogether because you're going to make them of equal value. So we, we failed to grant the leave to withdrawal. You have to wait two years. We grant the leave to withdrawal. You still have to wait two years. So what's the distinction between the two? I guess that that's, that's a primary question I would have in the committee setting is that 
there is no longer a distinction between the two. You might as well just eliminate the whole leave to withdrawal process altogether because that's essentially what you've done here, um, whether intentional or not, by saying if we grant it, hey, by the way, you're you're out of luck. Got to wait two years anyway. So, I think those are some of the things that need to be answered in committee. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Brooks. Any other comments, Councilor uh, Lopez? Yeah. Um I, I agree with Councillor Brooks. It, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I understand that there are times when we don't want folks to be able to apply, but then we just don't grant the withdrawal and vote on it. Um, and that's happened recently where we have declined a withdrawal and have just voted to not accept the zone change, and then they can't reapply for two years. I think that there are times when you know uh, withdrawal is called for, and we've also seen that happen um, where a business has come in, asked for a withdrawal for whatever reason, and we felt that it was a good reason for a withdrawal, or maybe they needed some more time to figure out their permitting or figure out whatever it is their proposal. Um, and had we not granted them a withdrawal, they would have had to wait two years, and that didn't make sense in those circumstances. So the way this is written doesn't really make sense uh, to me. Um, I, th I think that there are reasons for withdrawal, and we should have a withdrawal provision um, for moments when the council feels that it's best to allow for a withdrawal. Councilor Cushing. Yeah, I guess my concern is that there's times that the business may uh, withdraw so that they can go back to the drawing board at our request so that they can come up with a different plan and we wouldn't want to punish somebody who's trying to do the right thing um, you know, for the city and the residents by hearing what we had to say um, and then we penalize them and then they just walk away and we have no, nothing happening. Councilor Lopez, second time. Yeah, and, and just to add to that also, you know, sometimes it is our, at our request, and yes, there's a mechanism of us being able to extend it, right? But we usually only extend either 30, 60, 90 days maximum, and when we extend, sometimes they need another extension and another extension, and we don't want to have this item on the agenda <laughs> 10 times because someone actually needed a year to figure this out. We also don't want them to have to pay the fee again when it's a good faith, a good faith effort. Um, so again, I, I just, I can't support this tonight. Thank you. Casa Costello, second Yes, time. this is in regards to that zone change on James Street. A resident asked for this particular order to come up for discussion. And the reason is, is because they were facing, and, and all of you know this, because it was discussed by the residents to all of you. The withdrawal came too frequently. Okay, they felt. So they wanted to devise a mechanism in regards to they're not constantly coming back. An example would be, say they, we granted a withdrawal in January, which in fact we did in February of 2022. We granted a withdrawal. And they came right back within less than a year and a half in June of 2023 and requested the zone change be reviewed and discussed through the planning board, the zoning committee, and the city council. So this is driven by the residents. And that's why I'm happy to have Councillor Brooks, Councillor Lopez indicate their opinion because now the residents know what we're feeling. But the question is, to the residents, is it important to keep coming back on a withdrawal? Now, when it's a zone change that's denied, as we know, the zone change has to, the application has to wait two years. But whatever this board feels, I've done my job in regards to having this discussion that a resident asked me to do in response 
to what happened with the Jane Street zone change and the frequency if the withdrawal process stays the same. If the council is not comfortable with any changes in, with regard, if, in regards to the withdrawal process, I would not be opposed. But I do feel that the resident and the residents were concerned in regards to the frequency if it's a withdrawal. Thank you. Keep in mind, this is going to a committee. Councilor Dobas, first time. Thank you, I'll be, I'll be brief. Um, I, I support discussion in committee. Uh, I think that was the point of this was for a discussion. Um, but I, I do support where this is coming from. Uh, I mean, this is a zone change we're talking about. It's not a construction project, right? So if it was like a special permit or a variance or something like that, um, then I, I would agree with Councilor Corshane, right? Sometimes we ask the developer to withdraw and come back. But this is a zone change, and that's not a specific construction project, right? So if you're applying for a zone change, uh, you, you re ideally you know kind of what, you know, what's, what's going on. On here, you know what I mean. Either, either, either the, the parcel of property belongs uh, to a different zone or it doesn't, right? And so, it, it, basically, the only reason an applicant would withdraw is if they think they're going to lose the vote. So I, I agree with this. Uh, I, I don't think an applicant, a specific applicant, should be allowed um, to withdraw and then reapply, you know, in three months or whatever. I think that's tiring for the residents, and I, I agree with that. Um, uh, Brooks made Councilor Brooks made a good point. Uh, maybe we should just get rid of the withdrawal part for zone changes altogether. Um, but I agree with Councilor Corshane on variances and special permits. I do think the applicant should be allowed to withdraw on variances and special permits. But zone changes are, are it's a very aggressive, it's a very major change. Uh, and, um, you know, it's usually very, very wealthy applicants and, and um, I don't think they should be allowed to withdraw. It's just my opinion. But I, I look forward to a discussion in committee. Thank you. Thank you. Councilor Brooks, you got your hand up? I do, yes, sir. Thank you. So, with respect to the comments made um, by the council from Ward Nine, uh, you know, I don't disagree in theory if it was the same applicant. But if we go back to 22, I think there are two distinct and different entities that are applying for the zone change. So, while I do appreciate the fact that it is frustrating to the neighbors. If they're different applicants, I don't know how we can couple them all into one bucket and hold them all to the same standard. So if there was an applicant from 2021 or 22 that decided to do a leave to withdrawal, we failed to grant it, that certain applicant couldn't reapply. It doesn't preclude another applicant who thinks that he or she or their business entity might have a better plan that's more um, appealing to the neighborhood to make application and then when they hear the feedback, submit a leave to withdraw. And I've been around on this board for the better part of 15 to 16 years and we have provided feedback in the zoning committee setting where it says, hey, would you, would you consider increasing your buffer from 25 feet to 35 feet? That would satisfy the concerns of the neighborhood. Most times the applicant is fairly reasonable and they say, oh, you know, 10 feet is not gonna make or break this project. Yes, I'm happy to increase my buffer to 35 feet and include vegetation that will help dampen the sound effects of the neighborhood. So by eliminating it all together, to Councilor Dobas, I wasn't suggesting that like I agree with eliminating it all together, taking that mechanism away from zoning. What I disagree with is eliminating the mechanism for those applicants who in good faith come to the council and say, I wanna make some qualitative changes either at the behest of the zoning committee uh, because the neighbors have given their feedback, which oftentimes within the zoning committee setting, it's the first time that counselors 
We'll hear that feedback. We don't always hear that from the planning board in real time. We tend to hear it in the zoning subcommittee setting. And if the applicant wants to make the requisite changes that will one, satisfy the council, and then more importantly, the neighborhood in which they could adversely affect with the plans as written, I think we do have an op we obligation to afford them that opportunity to at least once have an, an option to leave to withdraw to make some changes that would make it uh, fit more appropriately within the area in which they're proposing the new development of some sort. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Cushing. Councilor Brook, uh, Cushing's next. I'm sorry. Thank I can totally appreciate where she's coming from, Councilor Pina uh, Casella, with that. You know, we don't want to. Look, we want to look out for the residents and not have to keep going through this nightmare. Um, but I think the brush is just too broad. So maybe when we go to committee, we look at how to handle the specific in, you know, issue at hand. Um, what's that? What is the root cause of it? And not necessarily paint that big, broad brush that eliminates a lot of in good faith, you know, uh, changes. Uh, so maybe instead of such a, like I said, you know, a broad change, let's make a more specific change to if there is a specific incident. If it's different people applying all the time, then that's, that wouldn't work. But if it's the same person over and over and over, there's probably something we can do in ordinance to write to limit that from happening because that seems to be the case. Um, so I think we have to look into over the years the all the details and facts of this particular incident and then look and see if we can do a little fine print uh, legislation versus a broad brush, which would eliminate a lot of good faith people. Thank you. <coughs> Any, uh, Councilor McAuliffe, you had your hand up. Are you all set? <coughs> okay. I would just say, um, to just chime in on the conversation here, um, I don't know how I feel about this whole concept or thought at all, which is why it will be important to talk about it in committee, but it seems like really the desire is to see about tying the waiting period to the land versus the applicant, and that may be the vehicle um, that would make more sense um, than getting rid of the lead to withdraw process or um, making any other changes. Because where we've seen this become a persistent issue is the change um, of applicant and the material change that allows them to come back. So just a thought, something to explore. I'm not even sure whether or not we legally are able to, given that the zoning laws in the state um, are pretty clear cut, but something to uh, at least have a conversation about. And that's what is going to the committee. Any other comments from Zoom? Any other comments from the floor? Seeing none, roll call. Okay, I'm going to committee. Yes. President Laflamme. Yes. Roy. Yes. Tillotson. Yes. Zagorowski. Yes. McAuliffe. Yes. Brooks. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Krampitz. Yes. Sobis. Yes. Cushane. Yes. Labrie. Yes. Pinac Costello. Yes. 12, yes. And the motion passes. Be in order that the speed limit of 25 mile per hour or 30 mile per hour from the corner of New Ludlow Road and Memorial Drive to the South Hadley Town Line be referred to the Ordinance Committee for a public hearing. Concert. Costello. Pass motion that the speed limit of 25 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour from the corner of New Ludlow Road and Memorial Drive to the South Hadley line, Town Line be referred to the Ordinance Committee for a public hearing. Motion made a second that the order be received and sent to the Ordinance Committee for a public hearing on the motion. Again, this is a resident-driven request. Thank you. In regards to New Ludlow Road and speeding and what the speed limit should be. So I'm asking that we have a discussion on this in the ordinance committee, and then also ask that the city engineer um, report uh, to the ordinance committee 
when the public hearing occurs. Thank you. Okay. Um, any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Roll call. President Lafayam. Yes. Roy. Yes. Tillotson. Tillotson. Yes. Browski. Yes. McCullough. Yes. Brooks. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Krampitz. Yes. Dobis. Yes. Duchesne. Yes. Yes. Virginia Costello. Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. Theodore, that the DPW install the in-street crosswalk sign at the crosswalk at Warrigan Street. Councilor Cushane. Motion and order be received and defeated this evening. Motion made and second that the order be received and defeated this evening. You talked so fast I didn't get it. Yes. On the motion. On the motion. It's already installed. Well, that was quick. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme. Yes. For Roy. The yes. Tillotson. Yes. Gorowski. Yes. McCullough. Yes. Brooks. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Krampitz. Yes. Zobis. Yes. Cushane. Yes. Labrie. Yes. Finia Costello. Yes. 12 yes. And the motion passes. Be it ordered that the DPW install a dead end sign at the corner of Yvonne Street and Olivine Street. Councilor Cushane. Motion and order be received and sent to the DBW for implementation. Motion made and second that the order be received and sent to the DBW for installation. <laughs> On the motion. Self-explanatory. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President Laflamme. Yes. Roy. Yes. Tillotson. Yes. Browski. Yes. McAuliffe. Yes. Brooks. Yes. Lopez. Yes. Krampitz. Yes. Sobis. Yes. Cushane. Yes. Cabri. Yes. Nia Costello. Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. In order that the DPW petition the state to change said speed limit signs on State Route 116 Chicopee Street from the Hoyoke Line to the area of 319 Chicopee Street north and southbound to 25 miles per hour. Councilor Cushane. Motion that the order be received and sent to the ordinance for a public hearing its first reading. Motion made and second that the order be received and sent to the DP, to the ordinance committee for a public hearing. On the motion. On the motion. So this has a lot of moving complex parts, so I'll try to uh, be brief, but very brief. slowly enough. So this started back a while back when I was working with the traffic division on uh, some of the speed limits and the, what we received from the state or what the lieutenant received from the state back in August of 22 was a 1975 speed regulation which mentioned 25 miles an hour. Um, right now as posted uh, about two miles of Chigby Street has two different speed limits whether you're going north or south. One's 25, one's 35. So my attempt was to fix that to make it all one speed, whichever speed it needed to be. Um, through research um, from this, uh, Superintendent Batista, we actually found out that the state provided us wrong information the first time around. And back in 82 and 85, it was actually changed to 30 to 35 to 30, depending on what parts of all of Chigbee Street from the Springfield line to Holyoke. Um, so for 41 years, we've actually had the wrong speed limit signs posted. Um, but now that we are advised of the error, uh, we've been provided with a map of the section of this Chicopee Street and including this Chicopee Center um, where the signs are posted wrong or missing. Um, so it's unfortunately uh, our obligation as a city is to change those signs to what can be enforced by law because as it stands right now most of it is not enforceable. Um, so my goal is to petition the state to get that back to 25. Um, 35 is just is not going to work for a lot of reasons. So there's a lot of studies out there and statistics. So I'll be brief because I've got pages of it. Um, but 
So the risk of injury for pedestrians struck by a vehicle reaches 10% at an impact of 16 miles an hour, 25% at 23 miles an hour, 50% at 31, but the average risk of death is 23 miles an hour is 25%, actually, excuse me, 10% at 23 miles per hour, 25% at 32 miles per hour, and 50% at 42 miles per hour. At 35 mil, uh, speed limit, most people are going to be doing 40. Um, it's just an average, you know, most people do five over the speed limit. Uh, according to Northeastern, a study conducted, if the traffic speed is more than 27 miles per hour, the cars just won't stop for pedestrians trying to cross the street. Uh, so this person called for reduced speed limits in densely populated area, good starting point. Um, but unfortunately, signs don't always work because from a behavioral perspective, if someone sees a sign once, they pay attention to it. But if they drive the same route and see the same sign 10 times, it becomes part of the landscape. And so you need to enforce it. I think that's also where the dynamic signs come in handy because it's kind of hard to ignore something that's flashing at you, even though it's part of the landscape. Um, just a couple other statistics. A person hit by a car at 20 miles per hour has a 5% chance of dying. At 30 miles per hour, they have a 45% chance of dying. And at 40 miles per hour, they have 85% chance of dying. So at 35 miles an hour, the average speed will probably be 40. Um, so obviously that's bad. Then you have another thing called the cone of vision. So pedestrian fatality and serious injury risk. So this is your, your vision is reduced as you go faster. So 20 miles per hour, you have a, a vision of the whole road. 30 miles per hour, you're getting about two thirds of the road and at 40, you're only gonna get a little dot in front of you. So the pedestrian fatality and serious injury risk combined, 13% uh, at 20 miles per hour, 40% at 30 miles per hour, and 73% at 40 miles per hour. So a driver at 20 miles per hour was able to see the whole road. Uh, 30, 30 miles an hour, you can see the roadway, and then 40 miles per hour, you can only see a small portion center of the road. So um, I hope I have everybody's support. I hope we can petition the state in a timely manner. I know it's a long process, unfortunately, um, because there's many uh, you know, pieces that have to go in place to submit this to the state. Um, but I think we need to do it sooner than later um, because we are obligated, and I don't know how quick the signs are going to be changed. Um, but if they're done quickly, then we're going to have a lot more problems on our street. Thank you. Concha Lopez. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to support this. So like I said in a previous order, Councilor Cushane and I uh, share Chicopee Street, um, and we're very proud to share Chicopee Street, but we're not proud of the amount of pedestrian fatalities that have occurred on Chicopee Street. And so on my side of, of Chicopee Street, we see some 35 mile per hour signs to, signs depending on which side of the road you're driving on if you're going northbound or southbound um, and so i would love to get that corrected i agree with Councilor cushane that it should be 25 miles per hour um, for some folks it sounds like that's slow but it's not really that slow when you have a park um, when you have you know a lot of pedestrian activity kids walking to school kids walking across the street um, there's a lot of pedestrian activity on Chicopee Street and I would like for it all to be uniform um, and for it to be 25 miles per hour because I agree you know when you are when you have 25 miles per hour as the speed limit many people are going to go a little bit over it and so if people are going five over we don't want them to right but I'd rather somebody be going 30 in an accident happen than somebody be going 40 in an accident happen um, it, it, it's it's obvious that the, the higher the speed the higher the impact and um, it, there's more possibilities of it leading to a fatality. Um, we've seen it happen on this street. I don't want to see it happen anymore. So again, we will try every possible remedy um, to reduce the fatalities on our, on our streets and um, on all of our streets. But 
for myself in Counselor Cushane, Chicopee Street, which tends to be, seems to be a pain point of uh, pedestrian fatalities here in the city. Thank you. Councilor Zigarowski. Yeah, I, I don't know if this has any burden on the order, but this morning in the newspapers, it said that there's a petition by Elizabeth Batista, DPW superintendent, to lower the speed to 25 miles per hour. So, she's in support of it, so that's a good sign. Finally, mm -hmm. we'll get the whole street the right way. So, yeah, we'll get it. Cushing and Lopez. Take it up in committee. This, but it's in the works already. So Thank you. So. Councillor Costello. Your mic is off. Your microphone is off. I want to thank Councillor Lopez and Councillor Cochane for addressing those issues that were tremendous safety issues in regards to Chicopee Street. Um, hopefully with this kind of initiative, especially reducing to 25 miles an hour, uh, we can save lives. And that's what this is all about, is making the city safe, making the streets safe, and saving lives. So I appreciate your um, efforts in regards to bringing this to the public and also to make the corrective changes. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlamme. Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Zagorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Crampets? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pinyak Costello? Yes. Twelve yes. And a motion passes. In order that the DPW install 25 mile per hour and sharp curve signs heading easterly between 306 and 316 Irene Street and heading westerly of 358 Irene Street before the guardrail on the north side of the road. Consequent Motion to be received and sent to the DBW for implementation. Motion made and second the order be received and sent to the DBW for installation. On the motion. This is a result of a conversation I've had with our city engineer. Um, I've uh, added the sharp curve, but he suggested the speed limit signs um, because it is a dangerous sharp curve. And uh, rather, luckily, nobody's had drove into any of the homes over there. But I'm trying to get proactive and stay ahead of this, and hopefully we can avert anything from happening. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Browski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Penny Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. Do you know that the DPW petitioned the state to install a traffic control device at the intersection of Grattan and Chicopee Street? Councilor Cushane. Motion that the order be received and sent to the DBW for implementation. Motion made and second the order be received and sent to the DBW for installation. On the motion. On motion. So this is similar to the McKinstry and Chigby Street intersection. Uh, this was part of a conversation with our C3 union, and, and it's been a, a decades-long trouble uh, spot with people trying to get out onto Chig or Chigby Street from that busy intersection and you know, also cutting across. So, uh, again... We have uh, had a few incidents there, but hopefully we can get the state to agree to a traffic control right there and eliminate any incidents there. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, roll call. President LaFlamme? Yes. Roy? Yes. Tillotson? Yes. Gorowski? Yes. McAuliffe? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And a motion passes. 
Be in order that the chief of police or his designee meet with the public safety committee to share their findings as to the cause of the fatal pedestrian and vehicle accidents on Chigabee Street. Councilor Cushane Lopez Adobas, one of you. Motion that the order be received and sent to the Public Safety Committee for a public hearing. Motion made and second that the order be received and sent to the Public Safety Committee for a public hearing on the motion. So the reason for the meeting is, uh, you know, as a first responder, when you're trying to deal with patient care, you were looking at mechanism of injury. So as a counselor trying to deal with the fatalities on Jigby Street, it's kind of hard to, and we don't know the root cause of the incidents. Um, so. As much as I, some of these are probably still under investigation, um, I'm sure the chief can give us or his designee can give us some information as to what caused it in a very, you know, nondescript way without identifying <coughs> which particular incident he's talking about. We just need to know accident one, how did it happen? Accident two, how did it happen? Um, because as much as we're just tasked with bringing up ideas and we don't have much control over them being implemented, um, it's kind of hard to look at ways to improve safety when we don't know the root cause of the incidents. Thank you. Any other comments from the floor? Councilor uh, Lopez. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, we just want to be clear. We're really thankful for the job that the Chicopee Police Department is doing. Um, it's not easy to have to go to these scenes and, and see some of our residents um, deceased at times. It's not easy to control those situations. So I'm really thankful. I know we're all thankful we've talked about this. We're really thankful for the Chicopee Police Department and, and their work. Um, they they show that they, they are truly Chicopee's finest in the hardest moments for Chicopee. Um, and, I, and I do believe that all these fatalities happening on our streets are some of the hardest moments that the city has faced. Um, so I, I'm very thankful for that. I This is informational more than anything. We want to be able to work with them so that we understand the full totality of, of the circumstances. Um, Councilor Cushane and I can try every possible which way to make Chicopee Street and you know the rest of our city as safe as possible. But if we don't have a full understanding or at least some basic understanding of the incidents, then we're not able to react um, in a way that, that makes sense and, and that is as, as reactive as possible. Because unfortunately, when people have already uh, passed away on our streets, we, we have to react. It is reactionary at this point. Um, and, and also, I think it's really important to note that you know the the efforts of, of the police department, um, we want to be able to let the residents know what's happening. We want them to know how these accidents happened, and we want them to know some of the, the reaction from the Chicopee Police Department. I think it's important for, again, we talk about transparency a lot. This is just another way to be transparent so that the residents understand what's actually causing the issues, what what the causes of, of incidents are, um, and the, the role that we all play, right? You know, as, as drivers, we play a role. We're essentially driving what could be potentially be a weapon every single day and we have to treat it as so we want to make sure that we don't kill any pedestrians as pedestrians we also carry a responsibility to look both ways before you cross the street to make sure that you're not putting yourself in harm's way so it is important to understand the full totality of, of, of all the circumstances so that hopefully we can prevent another fatality from happening on our streets thank you thank you any other comments from Councilor Dobas Thank you, Mr. President. I just want to thank Councillor uh, Lopez and Councillor Corshane for their extensive work over the last uh, 12 months or so. Um, all of the orders they filed, um, the information they prepared, uh, the uh, C3 uh, police meetings uh, with the community. Um, and uh, you know, thank you so much for all the work. I know both of you have done uh, a lot of studying, you know, both of information and your uh, sides of Chicopee Street uh, for various different solutions to slow the traffic down from flashing beacons to um, you know, the uh, other potential solutions um, to slow the traffic to make it safer. 
it's, it's, uh, I know it's a very frustrating issue. Uh, I want to lend any political capital I have to helping Chickabee Street. Uh, these accidents, uh, they, they seem to keep happening. I know before, I think it was before our last city council meeting, there was a fatal um, uh, crash on Chickabee Street. Uh, and so, um, you know, we have to do better as a city to re uh, respond to this. And, uh, we, you know, we have to make it safer. We have to stop the accidents uh, on Chickabee Street, whatever it takes. Uh, so thank you, Councilor Shane and Lopez. I want to thank you both for your extensive work, um, you know, dozens of orders, meetings. Um, thank you for, for your advocacy, both of you, for Chickabee Street and for making it safer. Uh, and any political capital that I can, that I can give, uh, I will. Thank you. Councilor Costello. Yes, I want to thank the, uh, the Councilor Lopez and Crochet for their um, very, very hard work in regards to this, uh, this uh, serious issue that uh, has become a crisis. And you're trying to eliminate a real serious problem. But I also want to thank DPW and engineering because they've stepped up to the plate here. And they've um, done a lot of work in regards to responding to the issues that have to be responded to, and uh, they too are making a great effort in getting our streets safe. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments from? Sorry. Any other comments from the floor? Any comments from Zoom? Any comments from Zoom? Seeing none, we'll take a roll call. President Flam. Yes. Roy. Yep. Tillotson. Yes. Borowski. Yes. McCulloch. Yes. Brooks. Brooks. Yes. Lopez. Rampitz? Yes. Obis? Yes. Cushane? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Penny and Costello? Yes. Twelve, yes. And a motion passes. Okay, that ends our meeting for tonight. We'll go around the room. We'll start with Councilor uh, uh Thank you. There is uh, an application. Uh, a resident at 24 Olco Court is applying, uh, I believe, to have some uh, a structure in his backyard. Uh, this is a, a problem property. I expect uh, a heated meeting, unfortunately. So uh, I, I'll ask residents to attend, but please be respectful to the council and to each other. Uh, that should be uh, at the end of the month. I don't have the exact uh, date in front of me, uh, but I'll post it online and please call me if, uh, if you plan on attending. Um, also, I want to wish my colleagues who are on the ballot uh, best of luck. Uh, and uh, you know, thank you for putting yourselves out there. It's very difficult to run for office, including the, those running for re-election. Uh, and uh, for my constituents, please vote. Uh, I would like a high turnout from Ward 6. Uh, it's very important, and uh, I hope people vote. Thank you. Thank you. Councilor McAuliffe. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I want to take the opportunity uh, now to uh, read what uh, I think is a very important letter that we received as a council this week. Um, and I have to say I was particularly disappointed to get it, uh, but not surprised um, given the circumstances um, that occurred here in this council chamber. So the letter is from the River Mills uh, Senior Center's Chickabee Council on Aging Board. And it is addressed to the city council. Uh, the city council on uh, Council on Aging Board is very disappointed by the ageist comments made against Ernest Laflamme by two city councilors at the city council's meeting on September 19th, 2023. His capabilities were called into question merely because of his age. We consider Mr. Laflamme to be an invaluable member of the Council on Aging. He was instrumental in obtaining the funding needed to build River Mills Senior Center 
and remains a vital part of the Council on Aging's mission. Just because someone reaches a certain age, it does not mean they are incapable of civic input and service. There is no place for ageism in Chicopee, especially when it pertains to the Council on Aging, whose mission is to support and promote an independent, empowered, and engaged older adult population. Signed, the Chicopee Council on Aging Board. So again, uh, I wanted to make sure this was read into the record. Uh, I personally, and I know many of us here on this board, uh, share our deepest apologies uh, to both Mr. LaFlam and the Council on Aging Board for the events and comments that took place in this chamber. It's my hope that we will learn from this as a council, uh, because as this letter says, there is no place for ageism and other kinds of discrimination in our city, and we won't stand for it. Thank you. Councilor Costello. Thank you. Um, I just want to remind my residents in regards to James Street that I will be filing a request for a moratorium in regards to uh, James Street. Um, I know that they've asked for a moratorium tonight. They did it on public input. So I will be following up at the resident's request. Thank you. Thank you. Councilor Krampitz. Uh, yeah, to the folks that have been uh, following uh with interest uh, in the issues going on over at the food bank. Um, uh, Councilor Flam and I uh, co-sponsored an order that's before the zoning committee uh, coming up on Wednesday, the 25th of October uh, at 6.30 uh, down here at City Hall uh, where there will be uh, department heads uh, discussing some of the outstanding issues with the food bank. Uh, so those folks who have uh, been uh, attending public input and have been emailing uh, myself and the mayor's office and other counselors, uh, you know, to please attend that meeting and, uh, you know, share your experiences. And uh, I will say uh, that after the uh, planning board meeting a couple weeks ago, uh, there seemed to be a commitment from the food bank and uh, Mr. Morehouse in addressing uh, some of the uh, residents and, and neighbors' concerns. And there have been uh, you know, there is some work that is going on and hopefully uh, more will be going on towards the end of the month. Uh, but in the meantime, we, there is a zoning committee meeting uh, and the food bank is on the agenda along with the uh, department heads. So I encourage uh, those folks to come out, attend that meeting. And then also I encourage everyone to, uh, to go out and vote. You know, we hear uh, so much uh, disinformation out there about uh, you know, elections being stolen and votes not being counted. Uh, but you really shouldn't let that dissuade you. It's, you know, we have a very safe uh, voting system. So, you know, please, especially at the local level, uh, go out and vote. Thank you. Thank you. Councilor Roy. Yeah, I just want to wish a happy, uh, happy birthday to my granddaughter. Uh, her birthday's at the end of the month. It's a Halloween baby. Um, <laughs> happy Halloween to all the kids out there. Hopefully you'll all stay safe. And uh, remember, when you're crossing the street, like my mom always said, stop, look, and listen. And Thursday is spooktacular at Zod Park. Hopefully you can all make it. Have a good day. Councilor Bree. Yeah, I was uh, going to talk about the Halloween night. Also, it's getting dark out, you know, at 6 o'clock now. I know trick-or-treaters like to start at 6 o'clock. And if they can illuminate themselves somehow uh, and make them more visible uh, when they cross the streets, uh, you know, I know we can ask the cars to slow down. They're not listening. 
but you know if the kids can go out and just make sure that they're seeing <coughs> fluorescent you know on them i mean this is very important this is the season when you know it's very difficult especially if it's a little misty or raining out at night uh, so I hope everybody's safe on Halloween, and yes, please vote. Your vote counts, every vote counts, and let's have a big turnout. Thank you. Councilor Tillotson. Vote, make sure you vote, and make sure you, you can bring a flashlight with you so that you'll have some light, and people will be able to spot you and see you. Be careful when you cross the street. Enjoy the candy and have a happy uh, Halloween. Thank you, Jim. Concert Zygarowski. Yeah. yeah, I got a, several things to talk about. Uh, I've listened to a lot of things about going on in our city, about speeding and everything else, and the last time I spoke on speeding, uh, I had said, you know, what the speed limits, too many people not abiding by it and everything. I forgot to mention one thing. School zones are 20 miles per hour. Some people forget that. And when a bus has got their flashing lights on, you got to stop. I met with the traffic bureau, not the traffic, the public relations officer last week in the police department, and I was trying to get the statistics on how many citations were issued for um, bus problems. He could not give it to me because the way the, the computers or whatever is set up, but he says it's not a lot of them. There is some, but one car passing a school bus is one too many. So abide 20 miles per hour in the school zones. Plus, when a bus stops, those lights are flashing to protect the kids and you. So that was one thing I forgot to say the last time. Also, uh, I notice, and you know, with the time changes coming up, and even kids today. Kids are riding their bikes, their scooters, they're dressed all in black. And it isn't always the motorist's fault. These kids and pedestrians gotta be a little more cautious when they're in the roads. These kids are driving down the middle of Front Street dressed in black on a black bike. You can't even see them. I've seen people run across the street all in black. So, you know, it's not always the motorist's fault, but pedestrians gotta take, the civilians have to take some kind of responsibility what they wear at night. Also, uh, I read an article, of course, November 7th is important, but, is important, but this is an important thing. I, I happen to see an article in the paper by our first lady of the United States, Jill Biden. Uh, this is, as you know, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And she's urging everybody, I'm asking you to put your health first. And I thought that was pretty good for her to say, and I think I mentioned it before in October, you know, to be aware of what month this is. Have a safe Halloween, and don't forget to vote. Thank you. Councilor Cushing. Just want to wish my son William a happy 18th birthday today. 18, oh my God, he made it. That's it? Councilor Lopez. Thank you. I, I too want to urge folks to vote on Tuesday, November 7th. As a reminder to folks, polls close at 7 p.m. during municipal elections, um, not at 8 p.m. So I think that's important to flag. And that there's not just um, races for, you know, contested and uncontested seats, but there's also a non-binding referendum. This council voted to uh, put a non-binding referendum regarding the four-year term for the mayor. Um, so please get some information, understand that it's non-binding, but 
but you know the council wants to get a pulse and so please inform yourselves inform yourselves of the issues inform yourselves of of uh what the non-binding referendum even is um and go out there and vote it's important to practice our civic duty uh, folks fought so that we would have this right. Uh, many people died to make sure that we had this right. So please exercise it. I agree with some of the comments of uh, Councilor Krampitz that this is not, you know, this is it's important. Local elections matter. Um, it matters more sometimes than even, you know, some of the federal elections because this is about what happens in your own community. So please come out and vote. Thank you. Thank you. Councilor Brooks. Yeah, just to reiterate what we said about the spooktacular, we, uh, several of the counselors uh, were able to take part in it last year. It's a lot of fun. The kids in their outstanding costumes and the parents um, really feeling like Zop Park provided a safe opportunity to um, get to partake in trick-or-treating a little bit early, especially some of the younger kids who were dressed up and kind of carted around in wagons and other other vehicles and they were able to engage with not only the the members uh, of the council who were giving out candy, but other booths and the fire and police departments, as well as uh, this, you know the city uh, in many different capacities. So it's always a lot of fun for the kids. And then, the, and the most important thing is on uh, this will be our last meeting prior to the next election, which will change the physical makeup of this board um, in some ways, uh, at least a few members anyway. Um, so it is so important to get out and vote and, you know, if you feel like the city's moving in the right direction, and, and I think many people feel that way, um, then you'll cast your vote, uh, reflecting that. And then if you feel like there's uh, systemic change needed, then you would cast your vote that way as well. So, um, I'd like to see a high number. I know that our clerk is somewhat, um, conservative with his numbers, although he's usually within a percentage point or two, and I'm not quite sure how that happens. Um, but he's always fairly accurate. Uh, so hopefully the binding, a non-binding question rather, uh, gets people out to vote and certainly uh, contested mayor's race oftentimes will do that. So uh, please come out and vote and uh, best of luck to everyone involved. Thank you. Thank you. Motion take, to adjourn. I'll take motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Roll call. President LaFlamme. Yes. Roy. Yes. Sillerton. Yes. Borowski. Yes. McAuliffe. Yes. Brooks? Yes. Lopez? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Dobas? Yes. Duchesne? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Pena Costello? Yes. 12 yes. And the motion passes. Have a good night.